let's go. G'day and welcome back to Two Red Shares. I am your host as always, Frank, and this is episode 33. And it's just me sitting in this proverbial red chair this week. One day I'm going to be back in the red chair. I'll dust it off, bring it out. It's still in storage. Uh, that beautiful red wooden Eames chair. I have two of them. Um, but uh, yeah, you see it in the cover art. That's as good as we're going to get here. So today I am sharing a, a bit of a story here that I'm going to call Frank's problems <laughs> and I'll put like a little bit of an interstitial kind of bit of music here. Frank's problems. So, so much budget there for, for that, for that little bit of <laughs> music. That's terrible. Uh, look, I call it Frank's problems because I want to share some of the realities that I have had or I've gone through more recently with you as my fellow creative entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, full-time designers, wherever you are at in your design life, maybe something that might give you some perspective of um, that you're, it's not just you going through these things or to learn from my mistakes so you don't have to type of thing just something to give some value back to you, uh, my fellow creatives and designers and business owners and lovely humans from where you are, uh, wherever you are around the world. And this one, this time around, I did share one back in episode uh, 20, no, 19. And that was about um, line, not line item pricing your proposals that's just a world of pain where your clients will just tick off the bits that they don't think they need even though they might not know what those things really mean for their business and for possibly their brand if you do branding or for their website if you do website design or copywriting if you do copywriting so today's problem happened fairly recently with a client of mine and this had been a client that I worked on a couple of branding projects with as well as some um certain touch points like a website and other collateral. Now, for this particular client, they're local. And for those that I work with that are family or friends and locals, I like to make the leeway for, for those people in my life and my community, um, the afforded benefit of working with me, but at a discounted rate. Now, it's not the greatest of business moves. I, gr I, I grant you that. Um, and you're probably thinking, why the hell would you discount things, Frank? Look, it, it comes down to personal um, preference here. I'm not advocating for discounting and I'm not saying you shouldn't. It comes down to how you feel about what it is you do. Obviously, doing something that can still remain viable if you have the ability to do so, then I think figure, I think figure, I figure, why not? Um, so in this particular context and this client, they're local. And so I gave them a significant discount of what I would typically charge my clients now to the tune of over 50%. And that for me, obviously, from a business standpoint, as I said before, can be fairly detrimental, but you know, at those times it's, it's 
it's doable. Anyway, for this particular client, I'd originally done their branding and then done branding for another business of theirs and increased my price. The price increase was 25%, though in terms of financial investment, in terms of the difference, is $1,000. Now, not a huge amount, but it, look, it's just, on paper, 25% is a fairly big increase anywhere. You, you kind of go, okay, if, if that happened in any other context in life potentially, but it comes down to you. That client was fine with that at the time. It was a new year, um, new project. You know, they knew what I could do, went with it. Fast forward to a few weeks ago, and I'd originally done them a website for that first brand. Now we were doing a website for the second brand, or at least we were planning to. And as part of that first website, I'd given them again a healthy discounted rate, um, even further than what I would have liked to. The client might have in, misinterpreted my pricing on a specific deliverable of that website, being a landing page rather than full website, but I stuck to it and said, okay, no worries. That's totally fine. I'll do it for that rate for that website previously. This website, I said, look, I can't really do it for, for that price there. The rate will be this time around an extra $1,000. That on paper is a 50% jump in their eyes. And not just their eyes, but the you know, fact of the matter is, it's a 50% jump for that price. Again, very affordable for what I charge normally, which again, for that would be three times, four times more. Now for that, I thought, okay, here's a proposal. I'll, I'll present that to, to them. And they came back with, no, sorry, we're going to decline this time. Best of luck with your business. It was very sort of abrupt and kind of followed up there with a the client just to see if everything's okay. See if there was anything I was missing, um, that why they wish they you know wanted to decline. And from there, I, I received a follow-up to say, look, unfortunately, I can't press forward here with this quote because it's now a 50% jump and you've you've done 25% jumps on me before. Kind of what's next? I'm looking at doing relationship building here rather than based a relationship based on profit. You know, if you're not there with me, then you know, thanks anyway, kind of thing. And it was a real kick in the guts, and I, I took it on on board, and that's okay. And, and <laughs> this this sort of added to it was. I'd done a post on my G'day Frank page um, a few months ago now and it was talking about the fact that typically like phone companies and internet companies and your cable television, they typically offer new great deals for new customers, never for existing customers, so, you know, to lure them in. I was like, where's the love for existing customers? And so this particular client gave me a very humbling moment and served that post back to me in the email that I received um, and saying, you know, this is how I feel, which is, is totally like that. The client is totally, you know, <laughs> within the right mind of, of dishing that. I, I completely um, respect that. That's totally fine. The problem here, though, for you listening is that if you do discount, that you preface that discount with the, I don't know, proclamation, um, but the clarity for that client of yours to know that this is what you are doing, not to 
hide the fact that you are discounting for them, to be transparent with them about that. Reason being, the client will know full well that you are being, you're taking care of them. You are going above and beyond for them um, to accommodate them for X, Y, Z reasons. doesn't really matter what it might be. It could be a charity. could be someone that's desperately in need. It could be someone that you just really want to help that type of business of theirs. Who knows? And you want the opportunity to work with them. I'm not saying discount your rate just to get the work. Please don't take it that way. This is something that it's it's up to your own opinion of or decision-making, your gut feeling, whatever it might be of whether or not you want to discount here. But as I said, tell them. And we want to tell them because when they come back to you a second or a third or a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh time, it might even be years later looking to do a similar type of project that they know you took care of them to begin with and that you may not be able to offer that same price again. They know what you're actually worth by suggesting your normal retail price, let's say, but you're not always open to offer a discount. If you preface that conversation that way, that's what I've learned now to do better. If I ever put myself in that same situation, with this particular client, whether or not I do business with them again in the same way, probably not. I think now that they know my full rates, which I did advise them after this uh, hoo-ha, my frank problem, I, I told them what my rates are. So moving forward in business, it's going to be a business conversation rather than a local conversation, let's say. And look, that's that's that conversation, but that's okay. I, I'm fine with that. I can press on and, and I have closure over this because I've understood this as a learning point. And I hope that this has been a learning point for you to know that, look, we all make mistakes here and there's some things that we can rectify and um, give perspective of to help alleviate situations. Personally, I don't think I'm in wholly the wrong here. My mistake is doing what I did discounting without being transparent. Um, because that's cost me a client now, I believe. Who knows, they might come back, I'm not sure. But I, I, I talked about this same problem with the community that I get together with on Mondays. Uh, it's Team GDL. If you'd like to join us, we do weekly Zoom chats about this kind of stuff, anything that's going on in our design life, be it for, about clients, be it about our own process, um, showing our work, coming up with different ways of, of you know connecting with clients and even fellow creatives. Anyway, let me know if you do want to join there. Send me a DM on at G'day Design Life. The chat we had brought up this topic of you know different kind of failures we'd had in in our business lives as creatives, and I shared this story with them. And to the point of the Instagram post that was given back to me, there's that humbling moment that I mentioned before. Um, one of the guys then there, Corey, he's a great guy. Shout out Corey if you're listening to this. I'm not too sure if you do. Um, Corey made it this kind of distinction here in that if you ever had a client come back to you in this way where, you know, they're, they're not feeling taken care of, the price is going up, um, and it's compared to, let's say, that example that I gave of phone companies, internet providers, um, that are giving discounts to new rather than existing customers. 
He said that there's a distinction between your case and and a phone provider here. The distinction is that with a phone provider or an internet company, cable television company, is that they're offering the same kind of service again and again. It's never typically better and better. It's a monthly reoccurring thing, weekly or yearly, depending on how you, you build. And it's typically not kind of getting better. You're getting pretty much the similar kind of value for money there. Um, or the value amount doesn't really change all that much. We, unless you're obviously getting that discount up front. With something like, a, let's say, an Apple's iPhone, which is exactly the um, example that Corey gave, an Apple iPhone gets better every year. A new one comes out and we're expected to pay more. When the first ones came out, they were a few hundred dollars. Now they're up to the thousands of dollars because we know what they can do. And he said, look, you're that iPhone, Frank. You know, you're you're getting better and better and better each year. The more experience you have, the better you can solve your client's problems. I'd never thought of it this way. And I think Corey's 100% correct. And it gives me a, a greater peace of mind to know what my value is over time, that the better I get, the, the greater level of service that I can deliver and knowledge to bring to the table about a specific client if I niche or I go you know, help someone in that niche, it, it creates a more valuable experience, a more valuable service that can only get better. Maybe at some point I might get a bit stagnant, who knows? But that's kind of the point here is that if you had someone come to you five years ago and ask you for one particular thing and you agree upon a price, then you might do it for them or they might just go away for a bit. And then they come back to you five years later looking for that same thing or that thing that you were you know, talking about five years ago and they're finally ready to pull a trigger. Hey, it happens. Then realistically, your prices will have increased. Probably not like 1% to 5% a year, probably more than that, especially if you're just starting out and you started out five years ago and now you're five years in and most likely you're exponentially better than where you were at in terms of being placed to help your clients, that your rate should have significantly increased especially if you're learning from things out there on the web at the moment, which is just an ungodly amount of, of great information to help you do and give you that confidence to do so. So for me, like, you know, three years into business, I, I every, I'd hazard a guess that every few months I am getting better and better and better. This is not to toot my own horn because this is what you should be doing as well. This is how you should see your own work is that every time you're doing something for somebody, that experience goes up and up and up and up. And, and what, you're, what you have to offer, that value you have to offer, goes up. I think that's extremely powerful to realize in yourself that your price does need to go up in accordance with what you have to offer. It doesn't have to be 25, 50% jumps like I've kind of had in this instance. But again, as I said, they're, they're not my real prices. So... The learning point, there's two learning points, as I have said throughout this. The first, don't discount unless you tell the person you are giving them a discount. And the second is know that value and increase that value over time and don't feel like you have to honor something that is uh, 
was quoted a certain length of period that's, say, longer than six months. I mean, even my own proposals, I put on them that the proposal is valid for one month, sometimes three months, sometimes six months, but never any longer than that because if the client turns around and I become busier, you know, supply and demand, things change. If you'd like me to drop all these other things, then the price will need to increase by a percentage that is viable for me to be able to do that for you. And if it's agreeable, let's do it. So I hope you took away something here from Frank's problems. Um, I'm not going to, I'm really not going to put you through that first intro title music there, but you might hear it again in the future, depending on, look, something that comes up in my life. Uh, I could probably go through the vault of memories that I have about uh, certain things I've done in my design career that uh, I always look back on and just have a laugh about now. But for this, I hope you took away something from this uh, little one-on-one chat with you. I want to thank you very much for listening to this episode. Next episode, I will have on a new guest sharing their design life story. So until then, you've been listening to Two Red Chairs. I'm your host, Frank. See you in the next episode.